What is going on, everybody? This is another episode of Vogue Food. This is sort of a quick one. I was listening to this podcast, and it was this African woman who is discussing her opinion about cultural appropriation. And she was essentially saying, and I know that a lot of you have heard this argument before, she goes, well, how can I really say anything about cultural appropriation? How can I tell people that they can't wear cornrows when I wear a weave? I'm wearing a weave and it's made out of Indian hair or Malaysian hair. So, therefore, I don't think that cultural appropriation is much of an issue. And I've heard this from many people. But when it comes to... The people who generally condone cultural appropriation, it's usually one of two camps. One, it's either white people, or two, it's people of color who live either in their country or they were born and raised there. And the reason why I say that is because usually if you were from your own motherland, you grew up in the culture. You experience what it's like to be part of the majority. You know what it's like to see people who look like you represented in your local politics and, uh, you know, in, in, in TV. At least to some degree. At least much more than in the United States or in Australia or whatever. You know, like an Asian American is not going to see himself or herself or themselves as represented as opposed to if they were if they if their family stayed in Korea or the Philippines, right? And so the a lot of POC immigrants don't get it or not yeah yeah so a lot of a lot of POC immigrants um, who don't know what it's like growing up in the states or growing up in a predominantly white neighborhood they don't get it you know and they don't understand they haven't had these experiences where your cultural differences aren't celebrated you know in the philippines eating with your hands and eating rice and vinegar and fish that's part of the culture it's celebrated you can eat that anywhere no one's going to really say anything but here in the States, it's different. You know, like, I think a lot of people underestimate just how much of American culture is rooted in xenophobia and rooted in this idea of fear the other, fear the, the foreigners. And for those of us who have experienced living in the United States, especially the United States, which is sort of like this mecca of racism, really. Um, You know, we're used to seeing things on a daily basis where our culture is sort of minimized and mocked in just casual, everyday ways. You know, like, it's it's not uncommon for... uh, 
a person of color to, you know, walk into a store and see some, like, culturally fucked up shit, you know? And a lot of times people kind of dismiss it, like, oh, well, you know, um, it's just culture, like, who cares? Like, I have my opinions, and yeah, like, sure, you know, you can have your opinions or whatnot, but I think what people also forget is culture is also a vessel and also a representation of the people. And so the commentary that we have about these cultures shapes the reality of the people who who are a part of that culture. So say, for example, hip-hop, all right? Hip-hop for the longest time had been demonized. You know, when you had the uh, emergence of hip-hop, stemming off of like disco and house and all these different influences and and then you had the transition into you know west coast gangster rap like there was a shift in public perception of rap and you know we're just getting into a phase where rap is truly truly starting to be mainstream where it's 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 being written like like rap albums are being you know reviewed in the new yorker or whatever you know it's like before it that the culture just didn't have the legitimacy in quote white spaces before as as it does now so culture changes okay so the conversations and what you say about cultures really does have an impact on people take another example is asian people and martial arts. Think about the, like if you, if you think of culture sort of like stocks, stock prices can go up, stock prices can go down. In a similar way, interest in a culture can fluctuate up and down. And that also has an impact on how you feel about the people. Another great example is anime. You know, how many people have formulated really strong beliefs about Japanese people or Asian people at large based off of just anime. And it, and I'm not saying this as this sort of like, you know, SJW sort of shit, like whole governments sponsor programs whose main export is culture. Take South Korea. South Korea is known for its monstrous K-pop industry. And the K-pop industry, as a lot of you who are sort of savvy in this space know, so many K-pop groups are essentially products of these production companies where they're just churning out all these boy and girl groups. And it's just this mad rush to create as many groups as possible and to make as much money as possible. And, you know, that's sort of their formula. And a lot of these programs are backed by the government. And it's supported because it is an export for South Korea. South Korea makes billions of dollars off of the sale of South Korean music, Ticket sales, merchandise, 
advertising and marketing and monetization of YouTube videos. Like, just look at how much money is in, you know, like, like, look at, look at, look at the top South Korean bands and look at how many views they're pulling in, like how much money they're pulling in. That's money for the production company. That's money for South Korea. So, you know, don't minimize when people express how they feel about culture, especially when it comes to their own. Because when you're talking about cultural appropriation in the battlefield of places like the United States or Australia, what you're talking about are groups of people of color who who don't feel like they have any say in their identity and their placement in this country. And they've been feeling for a very long time that they've been moved around like just this chess piece, you know? And, and, and for so many ethnic groups, it's been like that, where Asians were used as a wedge to... Um, to uh, uh, delegitimize the concerns of the black community. You know, Latinos were used as this, Latinos and Muslims were used as a common enemy to rally support for, you know, American nationalism. Like different races have been exploited in so many different ways and used as a tool, as an instrument for white supremacy. So when you have people who have been stretched and wrung through this system decade after decade after decade after decade, okay? At the end of the day, our communities don't have the infrastructure that white communities have had. They don't have the political infrastructure. They don't have the financial infrastructure. And for so many of us, the thing that we cling on to is culture. That is what we have. Because that is what is of value. Like, why do you think it's so important for the black community to self-police itself in terms of who gets to contribute to hip-hop? And why do, you, like, why do you think it's such a contested conversation? Because it's not just a matter of, oh, I'm being a bummer and I don't want, you know, um, white people to rap or whatever. Like, it's not about that. It's about making sure that the people who contribute to the community, who contribute to the culture, that they're, that they're contributing positively. And that is the power and the exercise being displayed when people talk about cultural appropriation. When they say, no, I don't want you to wear my culture that way. No, I don't want you to um, disrespect our music or our people or our language or our food or our dress. When they do that, they're asserting themselves back to where they belong, which is, I am from the culture, I understand the culture, I am invested in the culture, I deserve a say on how, I, how this culture shapes. And 
like yeah i i know a lot of people are like okay well you know you can't stop anybody from getting cornrows you can't stop anybody from wearing a kimono and sure you're absolutely right you can't you li- I, I can't hold you down against your will and tell you to fucking you know remove the cornrows off of your fucking head if you want to do that go for it but i guess it really is to your advantage that we tell you because we're just telling you how we feel about your contribution to this culture like if you're going to be part of the culture if you're like if you're not respecting it and again also respect has to do with like it's not about like oh um you know you used to be okay with me wearing dreads how come your opinion changed oh man it's because of this whole political correctness blah, blah blah well like Again, also keep in mind that cultures change, and as people change, the culture changes. And the attitudes about the culture changes. So, if people of color are changing the terms and they're like, okay, now you have to wear this, or you can't do that, blah, blah, blah. Like, let the conversation go as it is evolving. Like, especially if you're an outsider and you're not part of the culture, like, why are you even complaining, you know? Again, I just... I I think it's very important to allow people of color to exercise this act of what I consider very peaceful protest. <laughs> like look, no one's fucking dying over like no like we're not killing anybody because you appropriated something. Like if we're going to say our opinion and we're going to say that you know, we don't think that you should be wearing shit this way like hey if you want to if you want to play along the lines of free speech and, and your free speech and your your freedom of expression to wear cornrows then we can express our opinion about not liking it or not liking that you wear this and that and, and i'm not saying anything about my opinion about cornrows or whatever who can wear or whatever i'm not going to go into the details of culture appropriation but i am just saying the conversation at large is okay and you need to let people hash this out and my best advice is if you're a outsider and you're not sure how to feel about culture appropriation again it's sort of a better safe than sorry kind of thing like if you personally are wondering if you can wear something or do something just fucking don't like again Show me, show me the employer that is telling you that you have to wear cornrows. Show me, show me the, the scenario where you have to do this, you know, yeah, you have to dress the Asian way. And, and, you know, again, it just, it boggles my mind when you talk to people who are appropriating something and these are sort of defensive about it and they're like oh but i like it and it just for it i mean it's kind of childish like it's just sort of like yeah okay fine if you want to wear it just fucking do it right but it's just i guess naturally i'm the type of person who i don't like making people uncomfortable you know especially if i know that i'm crossing a boundary that um is cultural 
and 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 when I say cultural, like I mean that, you know, they they're probably interpreting what I'm doing very differently than the way I am. Like you know, there are certain cultures where it's like, oh no, like you did a cultural faux pas, and like everyone's sort of gasping, and they're like, do you think it's so rude? But you don't understand why it's so rude. It's sort of like that. Like in that situation, sure, you can be a dick and be like, oh well, oops sorry or you can understand oh shit i'm not supposed to walk inside the temple with my shoes on like again i think there's just this arrogance that comes with a lot of people who who don't want to be told about a culture they don't want to be told how to experience someone else's culture oh well i'm gonna you know i love asian culture so you can't tell me how to do this and blah blah, blah. it's like look fuck, fucking if you want to do this shit, if you want to wear your hair that way, if you want to dress that way, be my guest. But one, you're doing it wrong. Two, doesn't look fucking good. Three, you're not doing it at the right occasion. It's like part of the culture, part of the beauty of culture is the routine. Part of the beauty of the culture is, you know, that you're not supposed to do it at this time or you're supposed to do it in this way or there's supposed to be a particular ceremony you know like i think there's too many times when people think of culture as this thing you're, that you're just oh i'm just gonna you know uh s slip into this indian thing right here and i'm just gonna be indian for uh for the evening again just think about it <laughs> think about it in terms of um you know going beyond just Going beyond just culture as, oh, it's an activity. Culture is, isn't is just a outfit. Culture isn't just a type of song. Culture isn't just some slang words. Culture, just like the name implies, is something that is sort of a natural evolution of a community that is enduring very similar experiences and and they sort of a group of like-minded people come together and and they create something you know like if you look at culture as sort of original ideas you know like maybe if we maybe if we could fucking copyright hip-hop you would respect it maybe if we were able to copyright and and get fucking legal licenses to to secure our culture like you'd understand but it's just huh. anyways that is all i have to say uh have a wonderful evening